With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I introduced the first dog bowl on the show, a round table of Browns fans in the media. We'll get to a lot of fantasy football talk, get you ready for week 12, and my Betfred Sportsbook sick picks, all coming up right now on the Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara. Turn up your volume. Your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara, the sickest Cleveland Browns podcast. Cut back by Chubb. He's to the 10. He's still running to the 5. He dips outside left. He's going in. Touchdown. What a run. Nick Chubb. It's going to be sick. There you go, everybody. Yes, I am Andy McNamara. You see the sun is shining on me. I think that's a good sign for the Browns. Okay, we've broken through the clouds. It's going to be good. It's an angelic, angelic sign coming down from up high. Like I said, fantasy football talk, lots of that coming up. Uh, We'll have our waiver wire pick up some best value plays for DFS and get you ready for week 12. Hashtag Ask Andy coming up. So if you have your fantasy football questions, get them in on Twitter at AndyMC81, at AndyMCSports on Instagram, and at SickPodBrowns. You can leave them in the comment section too. Turn on notifications, click subscribe, all that fun stuff. All right. I got my dog bowl ready. Okay, I got my guys, got my, my, my dog pound, my in the dog bowl, and we're going to do our round table. Well, I'm bringing on first Michael Bohm from 92, three, or 93 The Fan in Cleveland. Uh, also, you know, content producer, does a great job, does some hosting as well, and also quite a, a musician there, Michael. I, I understand you're going to play us in a little bit with some, some Brown song. Get us ready. Yeah, why not? Let's go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, let's bring in the other members while we have Michael play us in. Let's bring in Matt Flerjancic, my guy, and Grant Gilliland from IDP Guys. Matt, former staff writer with the Browns, award-winning Cleveland sports writer, and Grant with IDP Guys out of Canton. I got a chance to meet Grant at the Big Fantasy Football Expo. We bonded over our love of bourbon, uh, Grant. Yes, we did. You know? And yes, that's, we did. That was great. And Matt, <laughs> I've known for God how long, Matt? Decade now? Something like that? I don't know. About yeah, that, I think it's been about 10 years. Good Lord. Yes. And Michael does such a great job at the fan in Cleveland as well. And as you can hear, just ripping those chords. And we'll tell where you can find uh, some of his music a little bit later on. But gentlemen, I wanted to get us all together here because, you know, you can have the, the the talking heads and all that. And it's OK. You know, you play the safe questions. Enough of that. This is this is a disaster. This is a disaster season. It's unacceptable. So I want to bring in guys part of the media, but also passionate Browns fans. So we're going to run through a few situations and get ready. You boys ready? Yep. Let's do okay, this. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. I want to, I want to start. We're going to go some little, little hit by hit here. Number one, who is the most to blame for the current state of the Browns? You got to pick one. Who's to blame the most. Let's start in the bottom right corner with Grant. Grant, who do you got? I know you're fired up. Yeah. You, you got to go with Stefanski here. Um, he's the head guy. He's the head coach. It all starts with him, and then it works its way down. So I, I truly, I truly think he does not have enough accountability to hold against himself, and he does not hold the players accountable either for the mistakes that they, they have going on in the field. It, it, it's it's true. Like that's that really, guys. That's what those big words I talked about on Tuesday's show. Two A words: accountability and adjustments. Both lacking. Matt Flerjancic, Matty, who's most to blame? 
I'll I'll take it one step up the ladder. I'll say Andrew Barry for the exact same reasons. Accountability. Uh, Andrew has shown an inability to cut basically any one of his draft picks. I think he only did part ways with one of his draft picks, and he's not hitting home runs all the time either. Um, this is a it, it's an organization that has lacked accountability for as long as I can remember, and it continues to perpetuate itself under Andrew Barry's regime. It trickles down into the coaching staff because. Kevin Stefanski's great at saying, Hey, it's on me. You know, that one's on me. Great. Well then figure out a way to fix it. If you don't, then stop talking about it. And it, it, it goes down into the players as well. And you see a lot of talking about ancillary stuff um, from the players. And it's, it's concerning as a fan because you're like, these guys are focused on the wrong things and we continuously see it and it starts at the top. It really does. Michael from 923, the fan in Cleveland. Uh, most to blame. One guy. Who is it? Yeah, I'm going to put it on Joe Woods because I think that's that's where I feel like has been the most inconsistency. It feels like that's the area where the most is out of control. Like, we okay, there's been plenty of issues with Kevin Stefanski's offense, right? Trying to get too cute at the wrong times, um, getting inept for certain periods of time. With the defense, I think we've only seen – one game really where they played up to their potential with that Cincinnati game. And then I don't know what happened before that or after, but they haven't been the deep, the same defense since. Um, so I think it doesn't, and now we're starting to hear the players uh, in commentary lash out a little bit, you know, take subtle dabs. Uh, so I think that's deeply concerning and something might have to be done soon if they want to quiet that. I, I'm totally with you. It's, it's a sense where, you're looking at it and, and nothing changes. Why? Why is there that lack to adjust? And you kind of know, guys, like, I don't know about you, but when I'm watching the game th- this year, I know that the game's over in the second quarter. I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's it. Because you know there's going to be no change. You know there's going to be no change. And you know if Jacoby Brissett is at a 40-yard line either side of it and it's third and long, he's getting sacked. I don't blame Jacoby. He's getting sacked because of the bad play call. Okay, let's start with Matt Florgentic. One in-season change you could make. Not one you think would happen because as it stands, it looks like nothing's going to change. But you, Matt, get the you know you, you get the book, to use the wrestling term, they give you the book. Jimmy says, one in-season change. What would you do? Make Kevin Stefanski give up play calling. Yeah. Amen. No question. It's just he's. I know the the propensity is for coaches to say, "I got the job doing this, so I'm going to stick with it." But when it doesn't work, you have to change something. And I think giving Alex Van Pelt a try as a play caller, it certainly can't hurt. I think it's a long shot at best to say this team has any hope of making a postseason uh, appearance. So, what does it hurt you? If Alex goes out there and he does well over the final seven games of the season, great. You've figured out a formula that might work for next year if you keep him on staff or if he wants to stay on staff. And if it doesn't, so what? It's it's not going to hurt you because you're already pretty much out of contention. Right. And the, the one time Van Pelt did get to call, uh, didn't the Browns win a playoff game? Uh, yeah, they did. Not, they looked pretty good doing it too. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, Grant, one in-season change. Yeah, I want to build on the Stefanski uh, giving up play calling. He's a head coach. He needs to be delegating his jobs here. He should be sticking himself in where he is needed. If the defense is not doing well, he needs to walk up to Joe Woods. Hey, what can we do to make this better? Or if if this case, if he gives up the play calling to AVP, he can still um, g- give his two cents in the play calling. He's, he's the head coach. He, he needs to be the CEO of the entire team, essentially, on the field. Yeah, not that giant menu card of all you can eat where he's buried. He does not – You great point, Greg. He doesn't go around to the team. He does, he's, he's acting like an offensive coordinator in a head coach role. Michael, one in-season change. What do you got? Yeah, I don't disagree with you guys. I think that's also interesting because you already have a big change coming, right, at the quarterback position. You're going to be yeah. changing – to a completely new quarterback and there's a lot up in the air with that and so i was i'm really tempted to say um just i think they might have to cut ties with joe woods i think stability in the offense right now when you're ha- when you have that looming change at the quarterback position is going to be crucial um and i i think jimmy haslam has to ponder whether he joe woods has lost his defense because we're hearing players uh that frustration it's definitely i think geared towards 
the coaching staff and what's being done, the plays being called, not being in the right position to succeed, not being able to capitalize on their talents and put them in the best possible position. So um, I think it, I feel like the team is veering towards the need to potentially cut ties with Joe Woods. Yeah, and if you have Miles Garrett with those cryptic messages, right? He's, you know, and then but then Denzel Ward also saying, "Well, look, last year we finished strong, and you have the same personnel. It's the third year in in this defense. It's very bizarre as to the why, and that's the question that comes back to that a word adjustments and lack of it. All right, let's start with Matt Florjancic on this one. Is this Browns team fixable with the current coaches, front office, etc.? Let's say for whatever reason they finish well enough." For Jimmy Haslam to say, all right, we'll do it again. You know, with Deshaun Watson, like with see Deshaun, whatever. As things stand, is this fixable? I mean, it hasn't worked for two years, essentially. So something has to change. I think you need to, to figure something out. I think uh, change at the coordinator position is coming, both for defense and potentially special teams as well. Um, and who knows, depending upon what the last seven weeks of the season show, uh, it might be a, a complete house cleaning of all coordinators. And then we start fresh all over again. But in its current in current nation, I don't see it working long term. I don't it, it hasn't worked this year. It's not going to it's likely not going to work going forward. Yeah, I think unless there are actual conversations taken with you have to change this because we know they like to be all kumbaya collaboration well being nice isn't working it turns out being nice isn't working right now michael can this can this team be fixed with how things stand you mentioned joe woods and i'm i'm totally in agreement like it's broken and the team doesn't respond to him i can can as is is this can this be salvaged I know that I was being very critical of Joe Woods. I will say that uh, I, in a lot of ways, I like to consider myself relatively a realist with the Browns, but uh, I also suffer from Browns optimism, where at the end of the day, I still in my heart believe that this can work out, right? right. And I still have hope because yes. especially with this regime, we've seen slightly more competence and slightly more flashes of potential than we have with any prior regime. And so this slight improvement is like, this is better than anything I've had in the past. It almost, it kind of feels like. Um, and so I want to believe that it can work out. Now, that's also relative because do I think it can be fixed this year? That I don't know. The quarterback change is just going to come in and uh, it'll throw a wrench in a lot of things. It'll change a lot of plans and we have no idea what to expect. I don't think we can expect to fix it this year. But uh, maybe Haslam will be more lenient with that in mind. If he continues to see those flashes, if he continues to see signs of growth, then uh, I think it can be fixable in the longer term. Well, that growth better start real soon. And Grant, we've seen, you know, the, the analytics side is one thing, but we've also had football people in and they've been, you know, not so good. Mike Holmgren was, was terrible. Terrible. And he's the ultimate football guy. Can this be fixed as this coaching staff, front office, et cetera, as is? As is? No, I don't think so. Um, I, I think we need to look at a new special teams coach. I think yeah. we need to look at a new defensive coordinator. And then I even think Andrew Barry is not the right guy uh, to be putting this team together. Um, we're still relying heavily on John Dorsey's draft picks. Um, so in the future, I think we need to see – Maybe three changes, at least two of the three uh, to be changed for us to fix this. Well, and and again, that accountability word where, Matt, you mentioned it earlier, one draft pick, Richard LeConte, and he pretty much just had to totally bottom out to warrant that, like just gone to 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 warrant that. Like Anthony Schwartz, guys, come on. What, what are we doing here? The guy can run fast. Okay. Can't catch yeah. the foot. This guy should have been cut long ago. There's nope. a reason you there's a reason Usain Bolt does not play professional football. He can run real, real fast, but you got to be able to do multiple things. You can't just be a one-trick pony. And Anthony yes. Schwartz's hands are to say they're suspect, it would be a compliment, I think. <laughs> Absolutely. Michael, expectations for Deshaun Watson when he joins this team. Um, you mentioned him earlier. This is really with the Browns, not mathematically, but pretty much out of the playoff race. This is really that only glimmer of hope for Browns fans. What are the realistic expectations knowing that this guy hasn't played a regular season game by the time he gets in there for 700 days, which is incredible to say. Yeah, you can be the best at anything. I don't care what it is. You take two years off, you're going to be rusty coming back. And now, look, you can practice and all of that, but 
I, uh, I think it's kind of similar to uh, as a musician, right? My last show before COVID and then taking two years off and still, you know, I'm practicing, I'm writing, I'm playing with bands uh, in practice spaces and all of that for two, two and a half years before going back on stage. I was not the same person on that stage again as I was the last time before COVID hit. And that was because I just being on that stage and like being on a field and I'm not saying that it's like the same level. Right. But it's just there's a lot of reacclimation that needs to be done. You just can't simulate so much of it in practice. I think Deshaun can get back to that level. We know what he's capable of, but we need to be lenient within this season because obviously everything around him is starting to feel like a train wreck. We're going to have to bear with it a little bit and ride the storm out. For sure. It's going to be. And I think really what we want to see, Grant, is this is growth. You know, if he's rusty to start in the preseason, we saw Lots of rust. We saw it in, in person in Canton, right up on the big screen there yeah, at Centennial yeah. Plaza. That was, uh, you know, there was lots of rust. But I think if we can see that growth and by the end of the year, you're like, okay, hitting this stride, now we can get excited for next year. What are your expectations for Deshaun Watson? Honestly, just get him on the field. Let's knock this rust off. Let's get him ready for next year. The season's already a wash, like you said. Uh, we're not making the playoffs. So essentially, just get him on the field, get him used to game speed in the NFL. Uh, like uh, Michael said, there is no uh, practice for game speed, especially at that level. And let's just get them ready for next year. That's all. That's all I can say. That's that's it. And Matt, I think staying healthy, obviously. And I wonder too, because we know it doesn't take much for Kevin Stefanski to uh, get past happy. Well, you got Deshaun Watson, and at least when we see him in practice, and when he last played, flick of the wrist, that ball's going fifty yards. That that's. I just wonder, like, Stefanski might dig his own grave with Deshaun Watson wanting to go too much and, and game plan away even more so than the run. Yeah, let's let's hope he doesn't forget that he has really good running backs as an option yeah. um, when it comes to calling plays. I think it could have been far worse in terms of who he debuted against. Um, Houston's not mm. a good team at all, so I think that might help him kind of ease back into it, but – they still have to play a, a bunch of division games over the last six weeks of the season, and he's going to face some tough defenses. So there's going to be a challenge to keep him healthy, and uh, there's going to be, for Kevin Stefanski, the temptation to just let him air it out. And you can't really, in my opinion, you can't do that first first game out. You have to ease him back in, mix in the run, um, get some short passes to get some confident passer and then let him let it rip, let it rip. Hey, and then, Andy, can I touch on, can I touch on this one? Yeah, more time? absolutely. Uh, so look back to 2020. What was their strength? It was Nick Chubb. And then that off that off running the ball, we would then play action, roll Baker out. We can be doing this again with an athletic quarterback like Deshaun Watson. We should not be just sitting him in the pocket or just running that ball into an eight man pocket. Um, a box on the defensive side. So I, I really think we need to get Deshaun out, use his athleticism and uh, just play ball from there. And, and, and this is the thing guys. It's, it's about we're we're hoping we're hoping this makes sense, but really what we're seeing is they have a game. Like it just seems they have a game plan set out before the game. And that's what they're doing. No matter what it's like, okay, this is it. You got whoever that guy is up the analytics guy telling them stuff maybe maybe not I don't know and and they're just they're just going by it and there's no there's no adjustment to it so hopefully that does work when Deshaun Watson to follow your game plan there Grant all right let's go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this week Tom Brady back in town maybe the last time we ever see him in Cleveland um I remember that that Patriots game back in 2010 when Mangini I was there in the dog pound voice <laughs> they got him it was Colt McCoy remember Peyton Hillis leaped elevated Got him the Madden covers. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. What do we expect? And I'll start with Michael here. Out of the now five and five Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady coming in. They're feeling he's two and oh since the divorce. Two and oh, Brady. Okay. That 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 might be something. And here's what's extra scary to me, Michael. Um, the Tampa Bay offense, their rushing game is ranked dead last. That to me screams start all the all the running backs in fantasy. <laughs> This week. <laughs> I, I really don't disagree with you. I mean, they had a they had a rookie come in who's been taking all the snaps from Fournette. Who, uh, he's shown promise. I mean, his first game in, what he had like 100 yards. Um, yeah, uh, White. Was, so, yeah, so I 
really don't expect the Browns. I mean, they're they're just too lacking in that defensive tackle position. Like they're getting gashed week in, week out. They're not always setting the edge. I think there's a lot of. I expect the uh, the Bucks. It feels like Tom almost flipped the switch this season. Yeah. Like he is not the quarterback that he was at the start of the season. There was all this baggage and all of that, and now it feels like he's been able to push that aside. And uh, yeah, I. I find it hard to imagine the Browns to stick with the Bucks just because of, I mean, just all the defensive issues. I don't expect to see them turn up like the Bengals game. Um, however, I do expect to see some competitiveness coming from uh, Jacoby Brissett in this offense. I, I think that uh, we have seen he can move the ball down the field pretty effectively, uh, more often than not. Now, they have these periods of where they can't, and it's really frustrating, and I feel like that kind of comes back to play calling, but we know they have the talent and the capability to move the ball down the field and keep up offensively with Tom Brady. That being said, I don't expect the defense to, so I'm going to take the Bucs uh, 34-24. 34-24, says Michael. Okay, Matt, uh, we also know with this uh, Buccaneers defense, which is also, here's the problem, Brown's luck. Of course, people start getting healthy. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin getting healthy, Julio Jones. The running backs we talked about, but on the defensive side, that big daddy Vita Vio looks like Samoa Joe uh, right in that middle, <laughs> right in that middle. They That defense, man, they collapse that pocket. And we know when Jacoby's rushed, he panics and it doesn't go well. What's your prediction Sunday in Cleveland versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? 31-17 bucks. Um, oh, I think boy. the Browns can keep pace for a little bit, but I think they're going to be playing catch up and that's going to force them to go away from the run. Have to rely on Jacoby, and like you said, that plays right into Tampa's hands with their strong defensive front. Uh, they can collapse some pockets, and if that starts to happen, we're going to see some three and outs and a lot of punts. All right, Grant, last word goes to you, man. Yeah, so I'm taking Tampa on this one too, 27-21. Um, I, I just don't see our defense sticking with these guys. Uh, our defensive tackles are only getting four sacks this season. If if we went to the uh, D D-line amongst all individual defensive linemen. They are 14th amongst defensive linemen. So we are not getting any pressure as a whole on the quarterback. Um, and then I, I think our offense, first quarter scoring, we're sixth. Second quarter, we're 23rd. Third quarter, we're 19th. And then fourth quarter, we're third in the NFL. Makes no sense. But yeah. I think – I think we do get our three touchdowns, and then I don't believe Stefanski will take any points from uh, field goals. Gosh, you know what, guys? I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm maybe it's the last last shred of optimism, just the last little wrinkle of me because I'm sick. I'm sick inside. <laughs> okay, here's what I, Stefanski at the at his media days sort of gave. I felt a bit of hints of. Maybe the ownership is getting frustrated a little bit. Some little nuggets dropping, you know, not so um, necessarily just his generic stuff. And it sounded maybe a little bit ownership. So maybe there's that extra pressure. And damn it, I think that this is how it goes down. It's 23-21 Tampa Bay. And Cade by God York goes in and hits a 50-plus yarder. The dog pound goes bananas. And the Browns win because when their backs are up against the wall, sometimes under the Stefanski area, sometimes. Now, it's better if it's the Bengals who need to do it. Better if it's the it's not the Bengals, but sometimes they pull one out of their butt and it doesn't make sense why. I don't think the rest of the season is going to go well, but I think for this one they send Jacoby Brissett off. Cade York goes hero ball again, 24-23 Browns. Who's with me? Let's go. There's something to be said about uh, when you're playing against the goat Tom Brady. Maybe you rise to the occasion just a little bit more. You know Miles wants to get another notch on his belt against Ooh. the goat. So, uh, hey, it could happen, just like that Mangini game, where I was there, by the way, too, up in the right. 500s. But, uh, yeah, nice. the, that magic comes every now and again. Woo. See, but, boys, but, isn't this great? We, we, we always, we are, we're always able to somewhat talk ourselves into it, right? And yeah. then kickoff but happens. We got to remember, Tom Brady, yeah, Tom Brady's <laughs> back's against the wall here, too. He's trying yeah. to make the playoffs. Yep. And the, the last time I saw his back against the wall was when he was coming back from a suspension for Deflategate in Cleveland. And he throws for like 400 yards. Ooh. So valid point. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, a, that's a really good point. <laughs> Touche, sir. I don't like it, but it's, you know, it, it's true. Guys, listen, this was phenomenal on the dog bowl. You guys ripping around. Uh, first of all, tell each of you where people can find you, follow you, and what you're up to. Michael, let's start with you. 
Yeah, uh, you can follow me on all socials at Mr. Bombastic. That's M-I-S-T-A-B-O-H-M-Bastic. And uh, yeah, check me out on TikTok if you want to see some amazing guitar covers. Boom. Like we saw like we saw earlier in the show. Matt, tell people where they can find you, buddy. You're putting out great right. Cleveland content. Award-winning Cleveland content. Yeah, you can hit me up on Twitter at, at Matt Florgantic or on Instagram at Matt Flow Sports. There you go. And Grant, you're killing it with IDP guy stuff, man. And you're got, you know, you're not free to share your opinion on social either. Absolutely not. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Grant underscore Gillen. Um, and then you can also find my work at uh, IDP guys YouTube uh, page. I am the content manager and uh, I also host the IDP guys start sit show every Wednesday or every Sunday morning. Excellent. That's some great fantasy football stuff there. Gentlemen, let's do this again real soon. Thank you so much. And, uh, you know, go Browns. Let's see what the heck happens. Thank you. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. Right. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Andy. All right. There, Michael, Matt, and Grant on the Dog Bowl version of our roundtable. So into the Dog Bowl. Beautiful right there. We'll get to some fantasy football talk. My sick picks from Betfred Sportsbook all coming up next on the Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara. Browns fans, okay? I think we solved all the problems with our Dog Bowl. That was awesome. But let's get to some fantasy football, right? Fantasy football week 12. We already had the great Thanksgiving Day slate, but tons of football still coming up on Sunday and Monday. Get your fantasy football questions in using hashtag AskAndy on Twitter at AndyMC81 and at SickPodBrowns, my Betfred Sports sick picks. Some best bets coming up later on in the show as well. But I'm very excited to welcome on. He's a fantasy football expert, has his guide, has his show, but also runs the biggest and, in my humble opinion, best Fantasy Football Expo in North America. It's Bob Long. Bob, welcome. How are you? Good, man. How you doing? Doing well. Great to see you again. I was uh, had the, the pleasure of being down in Canton, Ohio in August for the Fantasy Football Expo. And I know we got the 2023 one. It'll be here before we know it. Uh, but Bob, just I, I personally had an absolute blast. The Thank networking, um, but not just from the, the professional, you know, fantasy football side but the fan side like it was a whole blend it was amazing just tell people a little bit about that well it's uh you know the whole idea was to basically bring everybody to Canton, ohio which is i was born and raised and you know been a browns fan all my life of course and you know been in the fantasy football industry for about 20 years and probably over the last 10 years when and i started thinking more and more about uh, I went to actually a uh, fantasy football conference convention in Atlantic City when I was writing for Roto Experts, and it was huge. It was it was massive because they had the Atlantic City Convention Center, um, but the problem with it was it was too big, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it was very expensive to go to. I think it was a hundred dollars a day, you know, to get a booth. It was like you know four grand. I mean, it was just because it was in Atlantic City, right? Right. Um, they didn't get anywhere near the people that they w- wanted or needed to break even. And so it never happened again. And so, um, like I said, after kind of going to that, I was like, huh, you know, we could, you know, watching the Hall of Fame grow, Hall of Fame weekend grow into what it's grown into, which is, this, you know, super extravaganza, lots of parties, lots of fun. Um, and then some football mixed in with it. I go, <clears throat> what if I put something like this together for the fantasy football world? Yeah. I mean, we keep, we start small, we, you know, everybody's included, you know, whether you have a little site and you get 10 viewers or you have a massive site. Um, we wanted everybody in the community to be a part of this and not get priced out. So as you know, a booth is like $375. It's very inexpensive uh, to go. The whole weekend package is yeah. 75 bucks. You get to go to two parties, the hall of fame. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just a lot of fun and just um, it, it really came together quickly. So three years ago, um, actually 2019, we didn't do it in 2020. Um, first year we did it. We had, we sold 30 booths, all the people, you know, some, and, <clears throat> but we only had 75 attendees, but you know, it was a good start. Right. Well, last year, this past year, as you know, we had 750. So yes. big, big difference in a very short period of time, but, you know, a little bit is just dumb luck. You know, COVID came and went and people wanted to get out and then they saw how much fun it was and we keep adding to it and make it bigger and better every year. And so we're already looking at 2023 for August 11th through the 13th. Um, you can't buy tickets yet, but you can go online to the, F- the fantasyfootballexpo.com, 
put in your email address. You'll get notified as soon as tickets are open. Um, but like I said, we're going bigger and better this year. Uh, it's going to be even more amazing than last year. And I know everybody's like, you can't over, you can't outdo this. Yes, I can. <laughs> yes. And I will. I'm calling it. Man, well, we got to play flag football in the Pro Football Hall of Fame field. That right. was amazing. You know, we our team was eliminated extremely quickly, but I didn't pull any muscles. So that was great. Yeah. You, know, you got, got a cornhole tournament, beautiful Centennial Plaza, just a great yeah. view of and getting to enjoy Canton. Found a cool speakeasy too uh, yeah. for some bourbon. It was awesome. It was just yeah, like, right. Yeah, it was no, amazing. Was place. Grant, who was on actually in the, the previous segment, there showed us. We're like, okay, it was it was very very cool. So we'll make sure we get the link up. And uh, everyone get ready for the 2023 edition of the Fantasy Football Expo. But let's get to week 12 in the National Football League here, Bob. Okay, now yep. let's talk about our Browns. Okay, this, this ain't great. Last week without Deshaun Watson. Um, if we put our fandom sort of, I, I always try to just park it a little bit. And if we're looking mm -hmm. just at fantasy football, boy, man, I want all the shares of Rashad White I can get against this historically bad Browns yeah. run defense. What about you? Yeah, definitely. And I mean, especially now that there's talk that Fournette's got a hip issue, um, he may play. And if he does play, who knows? He could be out very quickly. So if you had Rashad White, definitely get him in your lineup. Um, but if, you know, again, don't give up on Fournette. Uh, you know, he's one of those guys that certainly is going out there. You know, he's definitely uh, Tom, Brady's, Tom Brady's favorite um, to have in the backfield. He's a better blocker, more experienced, good, good pass catcher. Definitely likes him more in the backfield than a rookie, but Brady's starting to warm up to the rookie as well. So I think both of them are good starts. However, be careful. 100% chance of rain Sunday in Cleveland. So it could be sloppy out there. So don't get overly excited. Okay. Uh, but there is 100% chance of rain on Sunday um, coming through the area. So just watch. Well, maybe, you know, and my first thought when you think Tampa, you're like, ah, cold weather's good. And then you remember it's Tom Brady. Uh, he's fine in the cold. Yeah. He's fine. Tom Brady would be fine, but Tom Brady's running the fine. football may be a little rough. That's that's very true. Great point. Uh, but yeah, Rashad White, nice play and uh, and pickup there. And also on the Bengals side, uh, Sam Pirine is one of the better pickups this week with Joe Mixon in concussion. Mm -hmm. Looks, it's not official, but it looks heavily trending to him not playing. And we saw Pirine, mm -hmm. what, three touchdowns last week? Yeah. And when he touches the ball, even against that tough Tennessee defense, um, I think he's got a, a real solid RB2 base for this week. Yeah, definitely, especially in a PPR league. That's is one thing P, Samaji P. Ryan is good at is catching the football, which obviously yep. you saw last week. All of his touchdowns were primarily uh, by the pass. Um, you know, Tennessee is tough to run on, but they're not tough. They're not as difficult to pass on. So, yeah, is P. Ryan, Ryan going to have three touchdowns this week? Probably not, but – I would definitely feel like, uh, you know, he's got a good chance of, um, you know, definitely being RB2 numbers this week, that's for sure. Yeah. Now, let, let's look at a couple of fantasy football teams maybe to avoid. And if you got any players that really jump out to you, uh, then hop in. But I'm thinking the Jets, benching Zach Wilson. And really, like Zach Wilson, it's not like it's like some light him up. You got Mike White, who was the uh, – November uh, AFC player of the week a year ago. People went crazy over him. Remember, right. it's like, relax, people. Okay. He came back down. So Mike White in the Jets. So Justin Fields with that shoulder for the Bears is questionable. And then you go to the Texans and Davis Mills is being replaced by Kyle Allen. And that might be some sort of weird upgrade. With those, with those <laughs> things, right. the Jets and Texans specifically, with those quarterback changes, does that adjust any of your fantasy thinking or is it the same thought no matter who with those teams is under center? Well, like you said, sometimes these changes are for the better. Um, you know, Davis Mills has never been, he's pretty much underwhelmed since he's come into the league. Every once in a while, have a decent game, but they're not going anywhere with this kid. No. Um, and my thought is, is that, and I, I'm not hundred percent sure why they would try to do better when you're playing for the number you know, top pick and you're going to get a choice of one of these top uh, quarterbacks coming out of college, like a CJ Stroud out of Ohio state. Um, my thought is why are you trying to win? But I get it. Um, and maybe they just feel like, well, it's at least get the offense a little bit more uh, up. You know, Allen has been better in the past. Um, I think he's, I forget if he was, he was close to 500, if not better than 500 as a starter over the last few years uh, in various teams. He's a good, solid quarterback. He doesn't make mistakes, but he doesn't, you know, he's just good at what he does. Yeah. Um, is it enough to win? Maybe not. But a guy like Brandon Cooks could benefit. 
uh, who, who has come back and hasn't really seen the ball that much. I mean, they're definitely focused on giving the ball as much as they can to Damian Price, which I get. Yeah. Uh, but I think now teams are starting to tack, uh, stack the box against this kid, and, and they've been shutting him down. So they need to get this passing offense moving, and let's hope that that can definitely get going in the right direction. Yeah, and, and Justin Fields to track as well with that shoulder because then Trevor Simeon would come in if that's the case. And and sort of that's uh, very similar. Simeon, Kyle Allen, that type where they're, there could be competent quarterbacks. If you need them to go into the game, probably not going to happen. But if if you're you're good enough and the run works a little bit, they won't make necessarily too many mistakes. So Yeah, but Trevor Simeon's not going to run for 180 yards in a football game either. Yeah. So. You know, yeah. that's where the, the downgrade comes. Now teams are really going to stack the box to stop Montgomery and company. Yep. And Trevor Simeon has to beat him with the pass, which has not been a thing because basically Fields is taken off and run whenever the situation come around. Not going to happen with a guy like Simeon. But maybe maybe the passing offense will be a little bit better this week um, versus for, for passing for the wide receivers and company. And Nicole Komet certainly could see some up, uptick. Yeah, I liked what Cole Komet was able to do the last – couple games with with fields and finally emerge especially mm-hmm. like bob are there any tight end plays you like this week or generally going down the way because it just seems like if you if you catch like if you get like 50 yards you're like the, the best tight end like, you catch a touchdown you get yeah. touchdown it's yeah. you could be a tight end one and get like eight fantasy points this year for like yeah. for real well, like it's crazy you know it's a crazy season when a guy like Jawan Johnson, who nobody's ever heard of, has caught five straight touchdowns in five straight games, and they're treating this guy like you know the second coming of Travis Kelsey. It's huh. like, dude, he's catching three, two to three catches a game, but just one of them has to be a touchdown, which is enough. And again, it earns a clutch game in my system for the consistency standpoint. Um, but no, basically every week you play whoever's playing Arizona or Seattle, um, whoever's playing those two teams, that's who you put in a tight end if you can get them. But not always doesn't always work out as well. Well, Gerald Everett this week, and yeah. he's been sort of fluttering around with those either high single or low double-digit games. And, yeah, mm-hmm. Arizona's given up the most fantasy points to tight ends. And as I look here, uh, Everett is off the injury report. The groin issue appears to be fixed for now, whatever, Good. and Good, yeah. practice full. So that's a nice yep, – you know, There's your guy, Gerald Everett. Get him in. There's your guy, DFS – uh, real good. And you know what? He's still available in about 30% of most leagues. Oh, so yeah, I'm surprised he isn't available more. But, yeah, yeah. Might be fluttering around there. It's, it's tough boy. Uh, it's going to be an interesting week 12 for our Browns versus the Bucks. Anybody that you'd slot in who isn't the usual suspects. We know we're playing Nick Chubb. We know we're playing Amari Cooper. Um, Yeah, that's, that's an obvious, I mean, let's be honest. Uh, Donovan Peoples Jones has been very consistent over the last five to six weeks. Yeah. Um, in fact, I think his consistency for the year has him at like 70%. Uh, that's up there with guys like Mike Evans and, and some of these mm. better, you know, bigger name stars that you wouldn't think of um, that are hanging out there. But yeah, he's been very consistent of late. Uh, he certainly seems to be a favorite of uh, you know, Jacoby Brissett. And it, it's hard to, you really can't pass on this kid. He's just been doing a good job of, you know, being consistent. Uh, he's not setting the world on fire. He's getting about 10 to 12 points a week, but that's what you need in this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's 70%. He's tied with AJ Brown, uh, Amari Cooper, uh, Cortland Sutton. I mean, some fairly big names there. Yeah. That, and so he's one. And of course, you know, Najoku starting to get back to health and he was really clicking very well with Brissett mm-hmm. in a rain game like this ball is a little slippery. You're not going to throw the ball as deep. This may be a bad game for Cooper and, you know, DPJ could be a great game for an Ajoku. So definitely, again, you're looking for that tight end and can fill in, maybe get yeah. you something. Najoku may not be a bad if he's back 100% healthy, which I thought he was. Right. And maybe Kareem Hunt, if we're talking about the rain and the check down, right, in the flex. Yeah. It's a, a little, it, the usage has been a little spotty as of as of late, but yeah. boy, if they can, if Stefanski can uh, keep his head about him and say, hey, check down, run, check, then a Kareem Hunt could make a lot of sense, especially for a touchdown. Yeah, yeah it's a sh- I really don't understand why they're not using him as much as I they know. did in the past. I I don't know if they're just down on him because he said he wanted to be traded, but I don't blame the guy. You know, he wasn't going to go anywhere, but now he's going to go out. He'll leave with free agency, so we're going to lose him anyway. You should have yeah. traded him and get something out of him when he had yeah. some time. Or at least, you know, use him now. Yeah, right. He's, uh, you know, he's going to go somewhere and be a star. Yes. Don't be surprised if he goes back to Kansas City. 
Ooh, that'd be interesting. That'd be yeah. interesting. All right. Okay, Bob, tell us again. I know you're tight on time. Fantasy Football Expo 2023 is going to be here before we know it. Tickets not on sale yet, but you can keep up to date. The events is keep coming. The bo- Also, just from the fan side, like the, the speaking, you have some of the best speakers and, and rooms and just yeah. every different type of fantasy you can think of. Uh, giveaways, prizes, all sorts of fun stuff. Yeah, and you know, I, I haven't announced yet, but I will soon. Is and is kind of a exclusive for you guys. Oh. So NBC Sports is already locked in as the title sponsor for 2023. And let's remember, Mr. Matthew Barry now is with NBC Sports. So there's not a guarantee, but there's a very good chance he will be at the event in 2023. At least that's the talk we're having with. NBC Sports, uh, as long as his schedule allows, um, you know, the problem is he goes to games and travels with mm-hmm. the, the for the football game. So maybe exhibition, we can talk him into skipping that first week. And and uh, he comes in for the Hall of Fame game because it's on NBC. Maybe we can get him to stay for an extra week and hang out and camp for, with us. But, uh, yeah, so BeFantasyFootballExpo.com, definitely go there. Put in your email address. Click on 2023. You can put your email address uh, if you're not already in the system. And we will notify you. We usually open up tickets around uh, Super Bowl weekend, uh, but yeah. we'll definitely let you know ahead of time. Follow that also on Twitter at the FF Expo. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Bob underscore Lung. And Big Guy Fantasy Sports is the website with all your consistency information for your fantasy football needs. And thanks again for having me, Andy, as always. Oh, Bob, love it. And, uh, you know, j- just the people we got to meet there, yourself and just the whole crew, still keep in touch with them. Like, it's it's just uh, yeah. the, the, the amount of positivity is rare in this world where it's like everybody was trying to build everybody up. Yeah. Which, no, which you don't often feel. You're like, hey, what's yeah. this? Fi-? Oh, people are, they're not. Yeah, they definitely. Oh, thank you very much. We'll talk soon. Yep. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me, man. All right, there he goes, Bob Lung of the Fantasy Football Expo. A little uh, tech issue at the end there, but always great talking with Bob. And like you said, check out his stuff, the consistency side. Very interesting. And for Donovan's people, Jones, talking about with him, with Bob. Um, for Dynasty and Keeper Leagues, folks, I've been hammering this for two years. You get DPJ, consistent, elite-level quarterback play. This guy's a star. This guy's got a future WR1 in fantasy all over him. And what that would eventually do for the Browns is be able to have DPJ as the one, have Cooper slide to the two, and then you really got something special. Maybe Bell comes around as well as the slot guy, consistent hands, Chubb, Jerome, four. Like the future, despite the doom and gloom we're talking about with this franchise, if you half manage it right and get out of your own way and have a competent in-game calling, this team future side on the offensive side of the ball is still stacked you got places to fill share but you're still have a lot of potential and that's what's really interesting but anyway thanks to bob uh you know what hey some more fantasy football questions folks let's get to hashtag ask andy let's go all right everybody now let me just pull it up you get your fantasy questions in at andy mc81 at sick pod browns make sure to use hashtag Ask Andy. It was a trade. It was a trade one that I saw just a few minutes ago that I wanted to get in. But this is an interesting week because you have um, no buys, no teams on buys, right? Which is which is pretty terrific. You you don't have to worry about um, okay, who am I covering off? Who's who's doing what or whatever? And you know it, it's going pretty pretty good. Okay, as I look for that trade when we got another one in. Um, all right. And it's it's actually about DPJ. Uh, Andy, do I start Donovan's People Jones or Brandon Cooks this week in the flex? Hashtag ask Andy. That coming in from Eric. Uh, boy, we all love Brandon Cooks, right? We all love Brandon Cooks. But Brandon Cooks doesn't want to be in Houston and Houston can't throw in the ball. He's got only a couple double-digit fantasy point games. It's not going to work for him now does kyle allen come in change that against the miami dolphins i don't think so i don't think so at all kyle allen's uh fine i think i think you don't really have to change anything with your houston texans thought process of play damian pierce and that's it really right that that that's about all you need to do when it comes to to them and for the dolphins by the way people 
stack Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert. If you got to pick one, go uh, Mostert. I just think they're, they're going to get up early on this team uh, on the Texans, and then you're going to be able to just hand the ball off. And we saw them start to get into that against the Browns, right? We saw that development. And so that's where I think you can get some real value. So we got a couple questions in as well, asking about Wilson, Mostert, all that stuff. So uh, Wilson, I would have ahead of Mostert, but I wouldn't be afraid to maybe stack them. And really depending how much you want to do, uh, boy, man, uh, you could go Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Tua, Wilson. Like for DFS, do you want to do a quadruple Dolphin stack? You could, I think. I, I really think you could. Here's the question I was looking for. All right, from Paul on Twitter. It says, uh, Andy, would you make this deal? Manager offering me Gus Edwards, Gabe Davis for either Amonra, St. Brown, Debo, or Chase? Thinking of countering with Jeff Wilson instead of Edwards for Amonra. So offer me Gus Edwards and Gabe Davis for one of Amonra, St. Brown, Debo, or Chase. I would not. I would not make that deal. And then he says, thinking of countering Jeff Wilson instead of Edwards. Ah, boy, man, that's tough. Do you want to give up Jamar Chase, who's likely not to play this week, but could be coming back um, the following week? That's a stud. Debo, even with CMC, Debo's a stud. Amonor St. Brown, even with Jamison Williams coming in. I'm not writing him off. I wouldn't make that deal. Like, unless you are really desperate at running back. And if that's the case, then I guess maybe you, you, you go Debo. But I wouldn't want to do it. I'd maybe ask for more. Wilson and Gabe Davis for Debo. Like, if if you are in a super pinch that running back like maybe but boy man i don't really i don't like that i don't really like that one okay there you go any more fancy football questions get them in hashtag ask andy on twitter at andy mc81 at sick pod browns instagram as well at andy mc sports time to let's let's make some money people let's get to some sick picks it's time for sick picks with bet fred sportsbook yes people bet fred sportsbook coming to ohio january the first look at that right there people okay january 1st pre-register with bet fred sportsbook to get exclusive pre-launch bonuses and entered for a chance at weekly prizes like in the other markets that bet fred sportsbook is in the prizes are awesome like we're talking i'm not talking you know you get a little uh, squishy ball or something like that you're getting tickets autographs like there is some cool stuff coming and i can't wait to see what they do for us browns fans in ohio right so hey if you're an ohio state fan browns fan bengals fan fine you know paul brown founded both i'll listen to you but if you're in ohio in ohio no matter what fan base you are pre-register right now using this code betfredsports.com slash ohio slash Andy McNamara. Okay, so you can see on the ticker right there on the screen. Betfredsports.com slash Ohio slash Andy McNamara. We'll have the link directly in the show description as well. And we'll pop it up on Twitter. Make sure you're following Betfred Sports on social media. Great content. Uh, They're developing the network as well there. And uh, you get all the odds, prop plays, everything you need right there. And those exclusive pre-launch bonuses and weekly prizes. BetFredSports.com slash Ohio slash Andy McNamara. Let me know if you do it. I'll give you a shout out on social media as well. Okay. Get to our Browns, baby. Right? Tampa Bay, three and a half point favorites. Now, Bob mentioned the weather. A lot of rain coming. 100% chance of rain. Does that include wind off the lake? Is it ice rain? Is there going to be a little bit of snow mixed in? All possibilities. So, if we're looking at this game, I think really when you look at it, lower scoring for the Browns, the better right? Um, it hopefully can prevent Tom Brady from getting into some sort of shootout. And those Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom, there's, I just get the feeling folks, they're getting ready to hit that stride. Terrible division they're in. You could probably win that division at 500 or I guess you can't with 17, but you know, nine and eight type of thing and go to the playoffs. And if you get Tom Brady in the playoffs, that's difficult. But my sick picks, I'm thinking, Hey, if we got uh, Tampa Bay to win by more than three and a half, so even two field goals, which I think is a real possibility. Again, I'm using my head here. I don't want it to happen. My predictions that I made with the guys in the dog bowl, I want to be true. But if I'm playing out of my pocketbook, I think you look at the numbers. Browns to cover three and a half minus 120. Tampa Bay to win by more. 
plus 100 on the Betfred Sportsbook. That's that's pretty good. I would take that plus 100 for Tampa Bay to win. Uh, Browns to win outright. If you're like, Andy, damn it. Go with the Browns. Forget that point spread stuff. You know, you get a pretty good line. Plus 150 for the Browns to win outright. Okay. And over under 42, both is uh, even at minus 110. Um, 40, but you know what? That seems just about right. I'd probably, I'd probably stay clear of that one. Another game I like Miami Dolphins versus the Texans. 14 point favorites for the Dolphins in Miami. They're going to be just fine. Miami wins that. I would take the 14. The double digits I usually don't like, but take Miami 14. Uh, don't do the money line minus 885. And I would take the, you know what? I would take the under on the 47 because I don't think that the Texans are going to be able to score that much. Like the Dolphins are going to be just fine scoring. Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, Jeff Wilson, Mostert, Tua, Kasiki. Good Lord. You know, uh, and quick for a prop play as well for uh, the Browns game. Look closer to game time. Whatever the rushing yards are for Rashad White, take the over. I think Rashad White has a day. I, again, I want to be wrong, but I think he has a day because the Browns let up huge rushing chunks and can't stop the run. Until they prove they can, why wouldn't you do that route? Especially take some pressure off of Tom Brady on a cold, wet day on Lake Erie. Shores of Lake Erie? Yeah, do that. Uh, Bengals at Titans, another pick I uh, like for this one. You got uh, Tennessee plus 125 to win at home. This is going to be close. And the line's just two and a half. Bengals, two and a half point favorites. But I, like, I think the Titans are in that mode where Tannehill's playing well. That's another fantasy pick, by the way, for you. If you can stream Ryan Tannehill, guy's got you 19, 20 fantasy points consecutive weeks. Okay? And you look at the prop places. Um, looks like his passing yards is around the 220 mark. I think I'd take the over in that and what's probably a four shootout with Cincinnati. So plus 125 for the Titans to win outright. I dig that one. We talked earlier in the week about the Bears and the Jets. Um, that line is stay Well, it's gone plus, plus 220 for the Bears to win over the Jets. I don't get that. Even if Justin Fields doesn't play, you have Trevor Simeon. Am I scared of Mike White? Like, is there something I'm missing with that game? I said it on the early bird picks, and I'll say it again. If you didn't put a, put the Bears to win outright, plus 220? Come on, man. Yeah, I'll take that. No problem. And then the uh, Commanders to win by our four-point favorites, minus 110. I think you get the Commanders to win there. Get the Commanders to win outright. Uh, on the, you, Yeah, you know what? Don't do the money line, minus 215, but take them to win by more than four, minus 110. That's pretty good. Let's do that. All right, people, there you go. Make sure, okay, register. Let me know if you do it. Betfredsports.com slash Ohio slash Andy McNamara. Pre-register for those bonuses when sports betting online comes to Ohio January 1st. Cannot wait. Weekly prizes, everything, just for getting ready to register. And then when January 1st hits, I'll have a whole bunch of more fun deals and contests and options for you as well. But get ready for it. Do it. Let me know if you do it. On Twitter at AndyMC81 at SickPod Browns and on Instagram at AndyMC Sports. Thank you to our dog bowl contingent of media and Browns. But that felt good, right? I think we we just got the Browns fans in the media out there. I want to hear from you guys. What's your score prediction? Leave it in the comment section on social media. Score prediction. And who's the one person you would change? The one person you would change out, fire, remove, delete from the Browns organization that you feel would make the biggest change. And it can't be Jimmy Haslam. can't be the ownership because they're not going. Anybody else? Let me know your score prediction. Let me know who you uh, would replace. Comment section, social media. All right, that'll do it, people. Go Browns! You've been watching the Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.